Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Friends of Earth. I'm your host, John Murray, and I know we did, we did an episode probably about an hour, or maybe not even an hour ago, maybe about a half hour ago, let's just say, for the sake of argument. But we're back, and you know, like I said, we have a lot to catch up on, and um, certainly a lot of news, a lot of news that keeps keeps coming in, and we're doing our very best to keep up keep up with the uh, information. Um, for those that join me for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, any animal, any pet that you might have. Uh, you know, your neighbor, your neighbors, uh, your co-workers, whoever you invite, please invite them on in. As we're doing my very best to, to go to reach out, to go nation, to go nation, nationwide. Uh, country, yeah, to many different countries. Um, I've had a chance to reach out to a few countries, uh, from like Germany to Thailand and a few others, a few far in between, and hopefully uh, we'll get a chance to reach out to some more within the near future. And for those who have been here from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, you know, your fellow, your fellow co-workers, neighbors, whoever you need to invite, please invite them on in. For those of you who have a chance, if you don't listen to me on Anchor, I am on Spotify, R Radio, Stitcher, Radio Public, uh, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I'm on, the, I'm on a few, so if you don't get a chance to certainly listen to me on Anchor, um, certainly um, catch up on Catch Me on one of those uh, one of those one of those sites and one of those podcasts, and um, you don't get a chance to please listen again. Like I said before, and I'll say it again. If you have any questions, any subject that you want me to bring up, um, there's a thing on Spotify that you can go that if you need to answer, uh, if you want me to answer a question of yours, I'll do the very best I can to answer your questions, whether it is a any subject about maybe your football team or a particular player, or maybe it's a fantasy football question. Um, I will do the best I can to answer it to the best to the best of my ability. Um, and for those um, football people out there right now, um, as right now, the Dallas Cowboys are kind of struggling. They're beating the Tennessee Titans 10-6 to, to right now. So, a little bit of a struggle for, uh, you know, for the uh, Titans. Uh, Dak Prescott has already thrown no touchdowns, two interceptions. So, hopefully, yeah, if you played Dak Prescott in your fancy legs, it doesn't does not look too swift that Dak has gotten off to a, to a pretty, pretty rough, a pretty rough start for you. Hopefully, you turn around during the third quarter. You know, hopefully, too. Again, like I said before, um, if you got any questions, reach out to me. Um, I am on Facebook. That's about all that I am on. Um, hopefully, one of these days, I will be able to get a chance to reach out and do and um, and get more. You know, and do you know get maybe get back on Twitter. Um, who knows? A few other sites I like to get back on. I like to be able to um, reach out to more to more and more people out there. Um, I've tried, I think I've covered about everything I can. Um, if I don't get a chance, once again, uh, for those who didn't last listen to my, my last episode, I want to certainly hope you guys had a great Christmas. Um, 2022 is coming to an end, and hopefully 2023 will be a much better year for you. So if I don't get a chance, certainly, Happy New Year. Um, actually, I will be uh, working this New Year's Eve. I do get off about... 10 o'clock, roughly, I'll have a chance to come home and, um, you know, I'll have a chance to come home and, um, yeah, kick back and relax a little, a little bit, catch something to eat, and then, you know, get a chance to drop the ball as we bring in, bring in the, bring in the new year. 
this week for your league. If you are, uh, my congratulations that you got to that point, and if you do win, uh, the best of luck to you, and um, certainly hope, certainly hope, certainly hope you, you win. Um, for me, yes, I still got some injuries going on, and um, I have been lucky enough to reach some Super Bowl with We'll see how it we'll see, we'll see how it how it all turns out. But again, if you got any, again, football season is pretty much just about over with. Um, I really haven't got a chance to really talk that much fantasy football with my with you guys out there, but hopefully come next year I will change that. And like I said before, I want to be I want to get a chance to get out there and I want to put out do more episodes. And uh, unfortunately, the stuff like this happens. I run into a lot of work, work a lot of nights, sleep during the day, work at night. So I don't get a chance to do a lot of episodes, and I do most of those on my days off. Sometimes I try to do them in the afternoon, brush my eyes, or pretty much at night. And again, here we are, 10 or 4 at night, and that's pretty much what I'm doing as far as uh, cutting your, um, as far as doing an episode right now. Um, enough of that, I've kind of bored you guys to death. Um, let's, um, let's really jump into, um, let's really jump right into, uh, right into things right off the bat, and, um, we'll talk about the, one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest things that's going on right now. And that's with the Denver Broncos, and of course they recently fired a real Nathaniel Hackett. Now, certainly the Broncos were the top of the uh, preseason, at least one of the top teams that were talked about during the preseason when it came to um, when it came to their chances as far as possibly being you know, as far as as far as um, maybe uh, winning their division, maybe being going to the conference and talk about the Super Bowl. When they went out and they signed certainly Russell Wilson. Everybody thought they had finally got the quarterback that they've been missing since Peyton Manning was there. They brought in Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett had a good, very good rapport with one Aaron Rodgers, and they thought he could bring the same magic, sprinkle a little magic dust on Russell Wilson and everybody. And, and who knows, that could be, yeah, and everything was going to be okay. But of course, for the Denver Broncos fans, the management, and the new ownership, that was not that was not the proverbial case. They had maybe maybe the most disappointing team in the league this year. Some may consider the Raiders we talked about in the last episode. Some may claim that, but Denver has to be one of the most disappointing teams this year. And I think Hackett lost his, you know, certainly lost his job because because of this, because of this. And certainly did not help with the game with the Rams when they got blown up by the Baker Mayfield led Los Angeles and Los Angeles Rams. And they put up 51 points. The Denver Broncos defense has been basically the talk of Denver, really. It hasn't been Russell Wilson or the offense. The defense has played well, and they gave up 51 points. It finally, I guess they had a bend. Maybe not break it had two, but unfortunately this past, this past week, it it finally broke, I just say it, but it broke. And, of course, there was uh, so much frustration that um, Russell Wilson got benched. So bad that Randy Gregory uh, took a swing at an uh, offensive lineman for the Rams. For the Rams, and um, I believe he got fined. I believe he got a, a one-game suspension because of that too. So there's a lot of frustration going on in um, in Denver. So much so that Nathaniel Hackett was let go of his duties. Now, Denver Broncos, 
um, I pretty much, honestly, own pretty much my Walmart this year. Walmart. Walmart pretty much has a tenant. Usually, you know for a fact, if you have any new ownership that comes in, that comes into the company, they want, they're going to want things done their way. And that's like being, it doesn't matter if you own your NFL franchise, it doesn't matter if you own a, own a business, I don't care if you own a, if you, if, a, if somebody come in and bought Target, they're going to want, you know, changes. And again, the new ownership didn't like, didn't like the changes. Didn't like what was going on, so they decided to make some changes. Well, certainly to me, what is that, what is that bring to the Denver Broncos? come next season, who would be the next head coach? Well, certainly one name's already popped up is Sean Payton. His name has popped up as a possible candidate for the Denver Broncos. Now Sean certainly could go in and certainly come in and do a pretty and do a pretty decent job, I think. I mean Sean Payton with Russell Wilson. Yeah. And to me it's been a shock at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has been hit by the injury bug a couple times this season, but Russell Wilson has not looked like has not looked like Russell Wilson. And you have to wonder sometimes if, if Pete Carroll knew what he was doing when he traded for Russell Wilson and that GM's gonna take over the Seattle Seahawks. I mean Seattle's played better football this year than the Denver Broncos have. Um and to me Russell's gone from being a top what six or seven quarterback in the league to pretty much like what one of the worst quarterbacks in the league this year and it's it's hard to fathom that Russell has fallen off has fallen off the wagon that badly. I mean, here's a guy who's been to two Super Bowls, hasn't won a Super Bowl. Um, of course, you know, there's been so much such about Russell Wilson. Some people feel the locker room that Russell has gotten, has gotten too big. That some of those team, that some of the players, some of the players, some of his teammates, probably, do not like, do not like the way Russell Wilson has handled situations. Some think he's gotten too big-headed. He is, he doesn't want to be, you know, he has kind of like, it's the me attitude. Um, it's, you know, that's that's been a thing with Russell Wilson here lately. Um, his former teammates, uh, Jose Marshawn Lynch, I think Richard Sherman, I believe, they've said the same thing. And these are former teammates of him in his heydays with Seattle. So now the task with the new head coach is, is to try to right the ship, is to try to get certainly the offense you know, back to par. Now, if you look at the overall thing with the, with the Denver Broncos, now to me, Russell is not Russell. To me, is a much better quarterback than he showed this year. You figure Russell is going to be back next year. He's going to get the opportunity again under a different coach to, you know, to certainly right the ship. The offensive line has had some injuries. Their offensive line should be healthy next year. The offensive line wasn't that bad. Going into the season, but again, injuries like everybody else in the NFL, you deal with that, you deal with it. Injuries have hurt them. Now, of course, the running game, Melvin Gordon, they cut Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Torn ACL. He's one of the exciting young running backs. We don't know how quickly he is going to recover from the ACL injury. Um, again, you have Colton Sutton, you got Jerry, you got Jerry Judy, two pretty decent receivers. Um, you know, Tim Patrick will be your number three receiver. He tore an ACL in camp. He's gone for the season. He, he left. He's gone for the season. Greg Dorch, you have a good young tight end. You drafted out of UCLA. The thing is, it's it's hard to believe. It's like, if everybody's healthy come 2023, there's talent there on the offense. 
it's like there's got to be you know like I got like you know Sean Payton stepping in and Sean Payton offensive wizard we figured maybe they like Sean Payton stepping in and, and figure it out but Nathaniel Hackett was supposed to take Russell Wilson to a whole more level and Nathaniel Hackett didn't do that now we were always talking about this idea coordinators are not are not are not head coaches some people are like good coordinators but you know again there's a there's a possibility that you get one with LeBron with Dan Quinn defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys could go could go could go to Den, to Denver and with Dan Quinn at one time coach yeah was was a defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks and he knew all about Russell Wilson there was a rumor going around that he might bring Brian Schottenheimer in to be the offensive coordinator and Schottenheimer had some success with Russell Wilson that possibility exists now that now that I kind of like that one to me I like it would that bring I like bringing Sean Payton in not saying Sean Payton would be a huge upgrade for the Denver Broncos and certainly I can see Sean Payton and Andy Reid going toe to toe for you know, for a couple you know a couple couple times a year that'd be nice maybe Sean Payton versus a Josh McDaniels could be interesting maybe but the thing about Dan I think about the Dan Quinn to Denver bringing by Brian Schottenheimer as the offensive coordinator I do like the move the move makes more sense I mean again the defense that's like Denver has talent on the defense and if the ship can be good, it's not a bad offense if somebody can figure it out. Denver is not as bad as they portray themselves this year. And that's what that's what baffles me. Like I said, Russell Wilson has fallen off. I mean, I don't get it. And Russell Wilson has certainly fallen off the wagon. Now, granted, Griffin is not going to be the answer to towards the future. The question mark is in this year's draft, do you draft a quarterback of the future? I mean, Brian, I think, you know, Russell Wilson, he's going to be, what, 33, 34 years old, something like that, coming next season. And you have to wonder, how much longer will Russell Wilson go on? Now, Russell Wilson, he keeps himself in pretty good shape in the offseason. But you have to wonder, how much longer is he, is he going to go in the, in the league? I mean, guys like Tom Brady, 45 years old, seems to, seems to continue to be all the time. Brady has had, has, had, has had a down year this year, and you have to remember his all-time caller, Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers will be 39 next season, but you have to wonder, has all-time tapped Aaron Rodgers on the shoulder and said, hey, it's time. Again, you know, Matthew, you know, Matthew Stratford, Matthew Stratford had a whole heap of lot of injuries this year, this year, and you have to wonder, at 34 years old, could Matthew Stratford be on the tail end of his career? Again, but you have a new crop of quarterbacks. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is still young. Josh Allen is here. Joe Burrow is here. There's a new, you know, I mean, it depends. Uh, Justin Fields could have some upside to us in the near future. You got these young quarterbacks now coming into the league. And Russell Wilson, like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, they're becoming dinosaurs. But to me, I just don't, I just, I find it hard to believe that Russell Wilson's falling off the wagon that much. Again, you can make the argument that the offensive line has been injured. You can make that maybe the running game has been, you know, has not lived up to his billing. Injuries have hurt them as well. Uh, Sutton at times has been hurt. Jerry Judy's been hurt at times this year. 
easier than the frequency work towards ACL. So you can kind of make, I mean, there are certain, there could be reasons why, but I'm interested to see, you know, I'm interested to see whoever steps in. You know, let's say Dan Quinn takes over, Schottenheimer comes in to be an offensive coordinator. You have to wonder, do you, do you, instead of going through Russell Wilson, do you try to build up a running game? Now, of course, Javante Williams, if he's healthy, certainly is your number one running back. But how much can he, can, how quickly can he, can he recover from an ACL injury? Everybody is different from an ACL injury. Some players make miraculous recovery. I mean, Cam Akers, yeah, got hurt and looked at hurt in camp and came back like towards the end of last season. And he played in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, you have to wonder, I mean, how quick can Javante Williams recover? And, and if Javante Williams recovers quickly, do you want to give Javante Williams, you know, one touch the ball 20, 25, 30 times a game? If you don't want him to, then it becomes an interesting question because there are free agent running backs out there. Do you, do you, do you, pick, do you don't like the money? You bring in a guy maybe like Josh Jacobs. You steal him from the Raiders. You bring him in to pair him with Javante Williams. Again, putting it out there, another guy to think about, what about Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard appears to be a free agent. Do you, do you dole up the money for a dangerous weapon like Tony Pollard and put him with Javante Williams? Again, would be an interesting one-two punch to have, but do you have, you know, or do you go the draft route? And there's, there's, there's one running back people talk about, Robinson from the University of Texas. Uh, do, you, do you bring in the draft him? Williams, you know, take a one-two punch. To me, I think in due time, I think Javante Williams needs to be your number one running back. But I can understand the point of view that you want a solid number two to go behind Javante. But I would like to see him healthy offensive line. Russell Wilson plays like he did back in the Seattle Seattle days. Because I find it hard to believe that he has fallen off, fallen off the wagon that much. I find it hard to believe that he's gone from being a top 10 quarterback in the league, like maybe a top 25 or something like that. I find it hard to believe. And can, can he, you know, can Sutton bounce back? Can Judy bounce back? Can Tim Patch recover from, you know, and you've got a nice young tight end in Greg Dolich. To me, it, it all depends. It all depends. Can the right scheme bring in the right system? To me, the talent is there. It just got to come together. Defensively, the defense is not that bad. That's where the draft goes. And of course, the draft picks, you lose a lot of draft picks because of that trade. You got Russell Wilson. So then we're going to be hurt on draft picks. The thing is, whenever you get a chance to draft, do you bring in an extra pass rusher? Do you bring in an extra linebacker? To me, linebacking has been a problem for the Denver Broncos this year. I like seeing a real linebacker. But like Denver, it's like Denver. To me, the Denver overall talent wise, Denver is a better team than the Raiders. Now, to me, it'll be the same boat. Because if you start looking at 2023, the Chiefs are still a top team, probably in that division. The Chargers, maybe they stay the number two team in that division. But again, it all depends. And Nathaniel Hackett, I'm sure Nathaniel Hackett could wind up getting a job as an offensive coordinator somewhere next year. I mean, could there be a Hackett and Aaron Rodgers reunion in Green Bay next season? I'm, I, you know, strange things have happened. 
And Rodgers has a lot of, certainly a lot of pull in Green Bay. You're thinking, you know, 50 million plus a year. Yeah. He has pull. Does Aaron, does Aaron get Nathaniel Hackett back? Does he bring him back in? And does, and does Aaron Rodgers get back to being the old Aaron Rodgers we saw the last couple of years when he became an MVP? MVP again. Again, I think Nathaniel will certainly find himself a job as an offensive coordinator somewhere. I don't. I think it's going to be a long time before he gets a chance to be a, or if he ever will again, be, you know, head coach in the league. We thought about that about Josh Daniels and look at Josh. Josh went to Denver. It didn't work out. Bill Belichick took him back. Took him back. And again, Josh had a chance to be coach the Indianapolis Colts, but he turned that down. He stayed with Bill Belichick. And then, look what happens. He had to get shot for the Raiders. And now, Josh has to, Josh, Josh right now has to, certainly, he's going to step up his game next season. He's got to write the ship for the Raiders. And then if he doesn't, you have to wonder how much patience Mark Davis is going to have. But again, with the Denver Broncos, you have to wonder, you got new ownership. Walmart's involved. Walmart is a certainly a big town. Is a big is a big town store, and you have to wonder with Walmart behind them, how much patience will they have for the next football coach? Matthew Peters does nothing wrong right now. The general manager continues to have his job, but you have to wonder will he keep his and will he keep his job for next season? Do you get a new general manager on the head coach? Certainly, will be a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. But for the Broncos right now, again, a lot of hope coming into this season. But again, next season, it's going to be the same thing. You got talent in the ball club. People in the league see that. People in the NFL see that. But now, who's going to get the task of turning the Denver Broncos around? Then Sean Payton come in. Could it be a Dan Quinn? Or is it going to be somebody else? Or do, or do we hear a, or we going to hear a, um, a coach? Or we going to hear like some kind of, um, or we hear some kind of college football coach? I mean, I'm sure I'm surprised the name uh, Jim Harbaugh hasn't popped up and be the next coach of the Denver Broncos. Now, Harbaugh would be an interesting fit for the Broncos. But again, I don't, I don't know if I see Harbaugh leaving University of Michigan. He's done a fabulous job with Michigan the last couple of years, but I'm sure the name Jim Harbaugh is going to pop up. What about Harbaugh in Denver? I mean, I think Jim could be do would be a nice fit for the Denver Broncos. But again, whoever comes in, whoever comes into Denver becomes the next head, head football coach. There's talent on the team. There's no mistake. There's no mistake about that. The AFC, the conference itself, has got talent. But you have to look at you look in 2023. The Bills. Still a leading contenders. The Miami will still will, will be contenders, depending on Tua's health, his concussion issues. That's the point. Um, can the Jets improve? Will Bill Belichick get another year in New England to try to right the ship? If Lamar Jackson returns, will Ravens be back? Could the Bengals be back once again? Can the Cleveland Browns get a full year with Sean Watson? Can the Steelers, yeah, can the Steelers get things going again? And what about the Titans? What about the Jacksonville Jaguars? What thing can the Chiefs, the Chargers, the conference, the, it's, a, it's a, from top to bottom, 
Germany is a pretty tough conference in general. The AFC isn't better than the NFC nowadays. I know some people might say I've lost my mind when I say that, but you look at the talent, the AFC, I think, is more talented than the NFC. I get it. You got the Eagles who lost only two games this year. The Cowboys. I get that. But who knows? If you look at them, some of those teams in the NFC, I don't think can hang with the AFC teams. I really don't. If they played in the AFC, I doubt it. I don't think the Commanders, I don't think the Giants are good. Heck, I think if Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay went to, the, went to the AFC, I think they could struggle. I think Minnesota could have a difficulty in the AFC. Yeah, maybe the 49ers, they could have a difficulty. The Cowboys could have difficulties in the AFC. The AFC is a strong conference. And it's going to be a tough conference for whoever takes over the Broncos. But there's talent to work with there. The Broncos could get into the playoffs, maybe a wild card spot next year. I wouldn't rule out the possibility of making a wild card spot. I think the Chiefs or the Chargers may still be the better, a better team than the Broncos. And if Josh Daniels can write the ship, I wouldn't count the Raiders out. But again, I think the Broncos have more talent than the Raiders do. But again, I'm interested to see what the next coach does. But for Nathaniel Hackett, again, it's Nathaniel. It's I expect a lot of the Broncos. He could have only four games. Now I'm surprised that he didn't get a second year, which a lot of experts thought that he would get a second year. Some experts felt that he would bounce out after Hampton this year. Now Hampton, I mean, to me, to me, he was fine for all the Gillette thing. I can finish out the year. And wouldn't finish out the year. And if he didn't see any improvement in the last two games, then fire. Wilson, like I said, I can't believe Russell Wilson's falling off a cliff and he's playing. Yeah, I just don't, I don't buy it. Whatever Russell Wilson's problem is, he needs to start fixing the offseason. Thank you. 
it's hard to carry the load. Sometimes the backs are trying. Your back brakes have no problem. They mention the still telling them that. I know Denver fans are probably saying that not yet. I don't know what the fans are going to do. There's talent on the ball. It's not like it's, it's, not like it's a team that's, it's not like it's a team that's going to it's gonna take five or six years to rebuild. No, it's not like that. The team, the team can be a playoff team come next year. That sounds crazy. That sounds weird. It sounds hard to say. But you've got talent on that team. Wilson can write the ship, and I think he can. This team has a chance to be a playoff team next year. I don't think he wins the division. Wild cards, wild cards, fine. I think that could be realistic. I still think the Chiefs, I still think Charger may be a better team. But I think, again, there's talent there. And again, for the thing I can, I'm sure he'll find another job as maybe offensive coordinator or something. Could he go back to Green Bay? would discount the possibility that somebody else may take that racket. But for right now, the Broncos, I'm interested to see how the season becomes a head coach. Who will be the offense coordinator? Can write the offense. We'll see. Now, in the last episode, we talked about Derek Carr and the situation is that he has now gone home. He doesn't want to be a distraction the Raiders and his fellow teammates. Now, the question that they get asked is, where did Derek Carr want to be next season? If it's not going to be the Raiders, and we're figuring out right now that it can't be, we figure it's not going to be the Raiders. Now, I'm not saying it's not impossible to go back to the Raiders, but the question mark is this, where is Derek Carr? Could he want to be? Where could he want to be? Well, if you start looking at Barkley, and I'm sure Barkley would want a decent amount of money. If they spend money on Barkley, then I don't think they have a 
For the sake of argument, Tom Brady becomes a free agent next season. He walks away from Tampa Bay. You got Blaine Abbott, who I think will be a free agent after the season. You got Kyle Trask. Tampa Bay's not that keen on Kyle Trask. Well, if that's the case, you still got a veteran team. You got maybe the offensive line is healthy by next season. You got Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin. Yeah, you still got Russell Cage. You got a nice young, you got Otto, you got Otto as your, as your young tight end for the future. Maybe a healthy offensive line. Maybe the defense can get itself, get itself together. Again, it's an interesting fit. I mean, if Brady decides to leave Tampa Bay and everybody seems to think that would be the case, he'll probably. 
Bobby hanging out one more year. Clearly no limitation. To just go to Desi's Island Tire and go to Fox Network. But in the Derek Carr, Tampa Bay. Interesting fit. What about the New Orleans Saints? And think about this fit. James Winston is not going to be back next year. Now, Andy Dalton's had his ups and downs with the Saints. But you have to wonder. But you have to wonder. Would you have Derek Carr or Andy Dalton? I'd rather have Derek Carr. The Saints don't have a bad offensive line. You got Alvin Kamara still hanging around. And Brandon, you have to remember Alvin Kamara could serve a six-game suspension from the from the incident last year in the, in the Pro Bowl. So that's something to keep keep in mind. But you still have Alvin Kamara. Now, in your receiving quarters, you have you have some young receivers. You got some young receivers that have stepped up and played well this year. The biggest thing with me is the biggest question mark is Michael Thomas. Can Michael Thomas ever stay on the field for the 17 games? Or do the Saints say enough's enough? We're cut of ties with Michael Thomas. That wouldn't shock me at all. But if Michael Thomas can ever stay healthy, Michael Thomas, I like the young receiver. Chris Olivier. Chris Olivier, excuse me, Chris Olivier. You got something there. But could the Saints be an interesting could it could be an interesting fit? Atlanta? I don't see him in Atlanta. Brand Mariota. Mariota is probably seen. Mariota is probably I think Mariota could be very well gone by next season. And they're gonna let the young quarterback, Desmond Reader, become the new number one quarterback. I guess he'll be the quarterback going for next season. Now the Carolina Panthers. Here's an interesting fit. What about the Carolina Panthers? I'm still not sold on the offensive line. The running game, do you let Foreman and Hubbard be your running backs for 17 games? I don't know. You do have DJ Moore. You do have, you do have the one guy, DJ Moore. But could the Panthers be an interesting, interesting option? Again, they they might go for a new, a new head coach. Then again, the Panthers here have played, have played, have played well down the stretch to the point that they might have a shot at the NFC at the NFC South. And nobody would have thought that once you traded Christian McCaffrey, you fired you fired you fired Matt Rule. Nobody thought the Panthers would at least be in this boat. But Steve Wilkes has done a pretty decent job with the Panthers someone said that he might get get considered as a head coach for the team going into next season. And for the job he has done, let's say for the sake of argument the Panthers Somehow, some way, some shape, some form, gets into the playoffs. The Seahawks probably should deserve to be the head coach going into next season. The players seem to seem to play well for him. And after all, I mean, Sam Donald looked like looked like a pretty decent quarterback last week. But yeah, I don't have Derek Carr and Sam Donald. But again, it's a, it's, it's a thought process. One weird possibility, what about the San Francisco 49ers? Now, I know you got Trey Lance, and you think Trey Lance is the answer, Brock Purdy has played well. Now, the 49ers, I don't, I don't see him going to the 49ers. It's an interesting thought, an interesting thought process. My guess is Lance and Purdy will probably battle for the job come next season. I don't see him going to Seattle. I think Gino comes back to Seattle. Yeah. I don't see him going to the, to the Rams. And I don't see him going to the Cardinals. If he stayed in the AFC, 
we're both alone. I don't think it goes to Miami, but then you know into a situation. Um, another possible we're about to the New York Jets. Now, Derek Carr would be a huge upgrade over Wilson, I think over Mike White, again, for the whole team. If the offense line gets healthy, and Bruce Hall come back from his ACL injury, you have a nice young receiver Wilson, you have Elijah Moore. I can see them adding another receiver, and the defense is getting better. So to me, could I see the Jets? It's an interesting possibility. Because to me, I don't think the Jets are going to get a chance to draft one of these young receivers. Do you do you go for the gusto? Do you go get a guy like Derek Carr? I'm not saying it's a stretch. It's a possibility. And it can happen. But I'm interested to see. But it could be interesting. I don't think it goes to Ravens. Lamar Jackson. Lamar, I, yeah, I got to think Lamar Jackson. They will resound Lamar Jackson. Certainly not the Bengals. Certainly not Cleveland. They gave all the money to Deshaun Watson. And I don't see him going to Pittsburgh because Kenny Pickett, I believe, is they go give Kenny Pickett an opportunity to be the quarterback of the future. Now, what about the what about the, about the Titans? Now the Titans are an interesting fit. Ryan Tannehill's gonna be a free agent. I wouldn't be surprised if Tannehill goes. Do you bring him? Do you trade for Derek Carr? Well, Grant you had Derek Henry, but the offensive line is kind of so-so. You don't you don't really have any weapons, really. You got Burks. You're hoping Burks can turn into AJ Brown. You do have Robert Woods, but to me, they need they need that number one receiver. They need that top notch receiver. Again, what about the Colts? Now, how many years? How many years? How many quarterbacks have the Colts gone through these last several years? Now, again, the offensive line needs work. You got John, a healthy Jonathan Taylor in your house. The point is, again, the receiving core. I'm not really sold on the receiving core. I like Michael Pittman, but that's it. Yeah. The Texans. I don't see him on the Texans. I don't see the Texans spending all that money to bring in Derek Carr. And I don't see him cheating. They're not going to trade him within their own division. So for, the, so for Derek Carr fans, there are options out there. I mean, I like the Commanders, but I'm not real keen on the ownership. I don't really know about the ownership. That would be an interesting fit. The Jets, it's a stretch for the Jets fans. But again, that means that you don't like what uh, Kyle Wilson is bringing to the table anymore. And everybody's on the Mike White bandwagon. But I'm not sold on Mike White for a full 17 game. I like the Commanders. I like the Jets. I like the Saints, really. I like the Saints as a possibility as well as another veteran quarterback. I think you get more of Derek Carr than you get out of James Winston or Andy Dalton. I would have said the Panthers, but I'm not I'm not really sold on the Panthers. So if I had to make my guess, ladies and gentlemen, maybe the Commanders, depending on the ownership, the ownership, the Saints, maybe, and maybe the Jets. Those are my three things, three possibilities. But we'll see. But for Derek Carr, I don't see him come back to the Raiders anymore. And now, like I said in the last episode, it's a chain reaction. Does Devontae Williams, is my, not Devontae Williams, but does Devontae Adams, does Devontae Adams want to get out of town? Because if Carr's come back, can, 
can you get out? Can you get out? Get out of Devontae Hammond's contract? Because he won't go somewhere else. That's a possibility that you also have to look into. And maybe the Raiders, I hate to say, but for the for the Raiders, I hate to say it, but the thing is, there's no Derek Carr. Josh Jacobs might not be back next season. If Devontae Hammond starts to rumble, starts to rumble, maybe he beats out after one season with the Raiders. What does that mean for guys like Hunter Renfro? What does that mean for Darren Waller? And again, I'm just saying, if Derek goes, it could be a chain reaction. Derek Carr is liked by his teammates. Derek Carr is stood by the Raiders through thick and thin. But now, you have to wonder. The pressure goes a lot more on Josh McDaniels. What if the quarterback, if Jared Stem happens to be the quarterback going into next season, will it be, I'm sure they Will it be a new quarterback coming in? But for right now, one has to wonder if when Derek, if Derek Carr leaves Vegas, will it become a chain reaction? And then the Raiders will slip further and further and further into the abyss. And then Mark Davis will have no choice. Maybe he'll probably, yeah, he'll have no choice. Maybe Josh Daniels will be fired by next, by the end of next season. And then back with another coach. And then runs your manager. But again, I'm here to say it could be a chain reaction. And the Derek Carr may no longer be the quarterback for the Raiders. Since we're on the subject of uh, quarterbacks, let's talk about a, uh, a young man in his second season for the Patriots, and that's Mac Jones. And part of it would have to do with um, this is not so much to do, I guess, with Mac Jones' play. Now, for the second year in a row, Mac Jones has been considered by being considered a, I guess you could say, considered a dirty player. Now he got into a, a thing last year where he tripped. I think he tripped up uh, was it Burns from the uh, defensive end for the um, Carolina Panthers. Now this past week, a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, and I believe I think the word I think what it was he got. He got picked off, and, and I think he um, he might have. I, I don't. I did not see the play, so I can't really make a judgment call on the play. Now, granted, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, but again, when I started this podcast back in June, June of last year, I've always told my viewers that the point would be is I would not. Yeah, I would be unbiased. I'm a Bengals fan, and trust me, I have bashed the Bengals more on this on this podcast than anybody. Now, but again, there was a uh, something about he was diving for somebody's leg or diving for Eli Apple's leg, and now Eli Apple has been on Mac Jones about about a dirty play. Mac Jones has come out and said that he came up with, um, he said that was not the case, and so forth and so forth. Now, to me, for Mac Jones, the situation is it doesn't look good if for two years in a row that defenses are calling you out, a defensive end and a defensive back is calling you out for yeah, for a dirty for a dirty play. That does not look good, you know, for you. And to me it is and you allow defensive players are already in this league. And trust me, if you get the reputation of being a dirty player, a guy like, you know, there's gonna be a lineman, a linebacker, there's gonna be a defensive player. Will come at you and it's going to. And I hate to say this, 
there's a guy coming that's going to hurt you and knock you out of the game to the point where you're going to have to, you know. Now, I like to call not to think Mac Jones is not a dirty player. I never heard of any incidents with with Alabama and Nick Saban. Now, I never heard none of this in Alabama. But since it's coming to the league, now it seems like you've become, yeah, you hear about these incidents. You know, some NFL experts that appear that maybe Mac Jones needs to grow up, that he's immature, you know, so forth, so forth, you know, so forth and so on. Now, again, I try to give people the proverbial benefit of the doubt here. Again, I did not see a play from the Cincinnati Bengals game. I gotta be honest with you, I did not see a play. Now, Eli Apple, Eli, yeah, Eli's always been a guy that has been talks talks a little too much. For his own good sometimes. He does. And and sometimes, you know, it, it, now coming from a guy like Burns, now if he calls if he calls if he says Mac Jones did a dirty play on him, and that would now now I did see the incident with with, with Burns and Mac Jones last year. And I will and I will give Burns the credit. It did it didn't look good. The play last year we discussed about with Mac Jones, it, yeah, it, yeah, he he did trip him on purpose. Now, I'm gonna give Burns the benefit of that. I know Burns, Burns had a very good point. Now Burns does not have a a bad reputation, nothing like that. And I did see the play in general. Burns was talking about, and Burns is absolutely right. Mac Jones should not have done what he did last year in that whip. Now, again, I'll go back and say this: I did not see the Bengals play, so I can't really sit back and say that. I know what's going on as far as that goes. So I'll be honest with you. But, you know, Eli Apple in the past has been known to talk a little too much. And you have to wonder how much you give, you know, how much do I give, you know, how much validity do I give Eli Apple? But the thing is, I think all the Cincinnati people have spoke up and have said that Eli is right, that it is a, that it was quite a dirty play. So if those people speak up, Back Eli Apple's play, then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna believe them. So for me, with Mac Jones, is now Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones has had a rough year this year. Again, I'm not gonna make excuses for Mac Jones, and because because of the offensive, the offensive play, the offensive play. I mean, to me, Bill Belichick said Mac Jones up for failure this year. He wanted to get a defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, as you know, he had a special teams coach being the quarterback's coach. I mean, he was a setup. He was set up for disaster. Now, for Mac Jones, there's been rumors going around that Alabama's offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, could very well come back to the New England Patriots and become the offensive coordinator next year. Which, if that is the case, that's probably the best move that Bill Belichick could make is bring Bill O'Brien in, bring an offensive-minded coach to back to the team. Let Matt Patricia go back. Matt, Matt Patricia go back to the defense. Help out the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Then maybe Bill. Yeah. Then Bill Belichick could be onto something. But you know he's onto something. If that's the case, I hope I hope for for Matt Jones to say that it happens to be the case. Now we talk about Derek Carr. Now there was even one rumor going around that maybe Derek Carr would go to New England. Mac Jones would go, would go out to the Raiders. Now, I can't really see that happening now. You know, Mac, Mac Jones under Josh McDaniels, 
you know, maybe Mac, maybe, you know, maybe Mac could um, play a little bit more like he did in his rookie year under Josh McDaniels. Now, I don't see where Derek, I don't see where Belichick would bring a, bring in that much of Derek Carr. I don't really see it, but, but again, the thing with, uh, with Mac Jones is this, if Mac is going to be the, if Mac is going to keep doing plays like this over and over again, he's going to be the subject of a lot of, de- a lot of defenses in the NFL are going to take wind of this. And somebody, somebody is, going to, is going to take it the wrong way, and somebody is going to try to hurt Mac Jones during the game. He drops back for a pass. Somebody is going to plow into Mac Jones and, and bury him. And I don't think Mac Jones wants to have a reputation in this league. I still think Mac Jones has some upside as a quarterback in this league. Now, I'll be honest with you, Mac Jones probably had more success at the University of Alabama than he did at the New England Patriots. Now, that's probably the truth. That's the straight-up truth here. But to be honest with you, Mac's going to have to Mac's going to have to come to the realization that he's going to have to clean up his act a little bit because if he don't clean up his act, like I said before, somebody's going to be hurt. He's going to hurt him. I don't think Mac Jones wants a quarterback, wants a reputation in this league as being a, a dirty player in this league. Yeah, he doesn't want the reputation. If you want a reputation, you want the reputation of having a quarterback that maybe won a couple Super Bowls, a future Hall of Famer. That's the reputation you want to have. You do not want to have the reputation of being a dirty player in this league. And the way things are going right now, Mac Jones may wind up having that reputation. And if that happens, he's going to wind up paying for it soon now for the last thing we'll talk about is this and to the Dallas Cowboy fans there's a buzz going around now everybody thinks the Dallas Cowboys may be the best team in the NFC now think about Philadelphia they beat the Philadelphia Eagles this past week now granted Jalen Hurts did not play that game but the Philadelphia Eagles offense moved fairly well under guard Minshew the Philadelphia Eagles defense was a huge disappointment. Dallas, Dak Prescott, Connor, you will not think had a chance to do anything or everything off of the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Now, I know Dallas Cowboy fans are saying, well, we see you beat the Minnesota Vikings. You guys consider them at one time to be the best team in the NFC or one of the best teams. Okay, everybody thought the Philadelphia Eagles were the best team in all of football. And guess what? We went out there and we beat them. So does that make us the best team in football? So I, I can see the argument being made for the Dallas Cowboys that they are the best. Yeah, just off of that argument alone. Now, now to me, I still believe the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in football. Now, granted, I know Dallas Cowboys fans are thinking that I've lost my mind. Now, here's the problem: is now tonight, you take a look at what's going on tonight with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's throwing two interceptions against. A horrible secondary in the Tennessee Titans. Now, granted, granted, he looked good against Philadelphia, but if you can look good against Philadelphia, you should be ripping, you should be ripping the Tennessee Titans apart, and he's not doing that. And to me, Dak Prescott's play is what's going to do the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I back that Dak up a lot of times on this podcast, yeah. But to me, Philadelphia, but Jalen Hurts has been. Is an MVP type of candidate. Dak is not is not that type of guy. He's not an MVP candidate. 
Now, the thing to me, though, that is still the best team in this in this in this conference. Now, granted, the depth, you know, the defense. I chalk it up as a bad game because they played Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the problem is the Dallas offense. The Dallas defense is, is one is maybe the top defense in the NFL. But the problem is if you have, if Gardner Minshew comes in and rips you up for thirty four points, what do you think Jalen Hurts would have done? What do you think a healthy Jalen Hurts would have done? A healthy Jalen Hurts would have probably gotten maybe forty one points. But the Philadelphia Eagles defense had played even better. I think the Philadelphia Eagles defense could have picked Dak off a couple of times. But trust me, there's gonna be a rematch. These teams could very well face each other once again. If that happens to be the case, I think Philadelphia gets the best of Dallas. Now, I know that Dallas, I know that, you know, that um, Mike McCartney, I mean, a lot of people are looking for Mike McCartney's head. McCartney has had done a freaking good job this year. A lot of people think that maybe Sean Payton will come riding back in and take over the Dallas Cowboys job. Again, I don't see it because Sean Payton's going to want Total control. He's gonna to want to make the calls, and Jerry Jones is not gonna give up any kind of. Yeah, he's not gonna give up that type of power. But again, I get Dallas Cowboys fans and their faithful. They beat the Minnesota Vikings. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles. They really are the best team in the conference. Now, the 49ers, another team I think is one of the top teams in that conference. Again, does that team have? Could the 49ers make that claim? I think overall, to me, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, as much as that has, um, and the words of Stephen A. Smith, Dallas always found its way to break your heart. Now, now to me, here's my, my concern is this. Dak is going to have to be consistent. Dak is going to have to be more consistent. Bottom line, he's got to be a lot more consistent for the Dallas Cowboys to, to advance further in the playoffs. And the defense cannot play like it did this past week and give up 34 points to Gardner Minshew. Now Gardner Minshew is a pretty is a pretty is a good backup quarterback in this league. Don't get me wrong. But you didn't have yeah you didn't have yeah. Now the Eagles I'll say this much about the Eagles. The Eagles they're getting the I know they they lost Lane Johnson I think for the rest of the season. I think for the end of the season now he might come back into the playoffs. That is questionable. But the Eagles are probably getting not healthy at the wrong time, and that could hamper the Philadelphia Eagles' chances of maybe moving further along into the playoffs, or maybe even representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. But for Dallas Cowboys fans, I get it. You beat two pretty good teams in the NFC. Some could serve the top two teams, maybe in the NFC, maybe. But certainly, it's it's good that you went out and beat the Philadelphia Eagles. But the problem is. Jalen Hurts is going to come back. The Eagles are going to find a way to right the ship. And when they do, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys can hang with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Cowboys have had their number in the past, but I think eventually what's going to happen. The Eagles are just that much better. That's all the time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves, and I'll see you again soon.